0: So, I'm here with my friend uh, in Greece, Jim Raptes, or for me, Dimitris, but anyway, Jim. So, we, we were just for, for coffee now, and I wanted to ask you this question, because honestly, I do not remember. Like, when did we meet for the first time? Okay. Yeah. Like, how many years ago was it?
1: Uh, I think I've seen a presentation of you on, my, on our uh, local accelerator, you were pitching a project, uh, uh, about localization inside coffee shops, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I don't recall, uh, precisely, but uh, the first time I heard your name, uh, was, uh, when I pumped into the Git Gardener, your first product, uh, Back at that time, I was starting my career as a developer. So when I saw your product on ProHand, I was—I uh, went crazy because it was a great idea, and I was feeling uh, jealous because I didn't think about that by myself. And
0: uh, crazy as in that you were mad, like what the fuck no, did this no guy much. do? No, uh,
1: I was just. Uh, surprised how you thought such ah, a forget, yeah. such a great so idea stupid. because i was struggling yeah. for around 6 months months i was uh i had a timer on my mobile phone yeah to go on github and do a commit uh, every day no way and yeah. you didn't think to build a bot yeah <laughs> it, it was early <laughs> I wasn't oh there, in
0: goodness, the indie so. hacker back then. If I have no idea, but maybe maybe you have to be closer to the microphone. Okay. But okay. I have no idea. Maybe okay. it was okay. I don't know. So, yeah, that, that was po- probably in uh, 2018. Yeah, so maybe 2017. Uh, no, also. I built it okay. in... in uh, I remember exactly when I built it. Because it's funny. During those years, maybe it's even sad that I can track my life uh, through my projects. I know like I I launched uh GitHub Gardener on May 13th, 2018. Like I remember okay. fucking everything. And I remember that I made my first dollar through Get Gardener uh on the 2nd of June 2018. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, I I remember I, like everything.
1: I only have one timeline in my mind lately and it's when COVID hit. Yeah. So it's my life before COVID and my life after covid happened so
0: for me pre and post 2018 because 2018 uh we were we have a lot to talk about but uh after 2018 was when i said okay fuck vc funded companies and trying to raise money and all this bullshit let me just build small projects i remember what happened was that i found randomly on youtube two videos one from uh dhh from uh, basecamp mm-hmm. and ruby on rails who gave this talk um you know saying basically that what is wrong with the startup world if you want to make money just charge for money and business is simple and then i saw this talk from uh, peter levels uh, on youtube uh and i was like damn Maybe I can do this. So that was like yeah. the pivotal point in 2018. But before that, we were together in the same startup
1: accelerator, right? Right. We we haven't met uh, there. Did
0: we meet or not? I don't, but we were I, at the same I've time. Just,
1: uh, I've just seen you presenting your idea. I, I, I think it was a quarterly presentation for all the teams. Crash. But I, I don't remember meeting you in person. Yeah, me neither. I think we met uh two summers uh ago something like that because we uh, i learned about y- you and what you did uh through twitter so essentially we lived uh, two blocks away i know but crazy. we met through twitter yes. which is crazy <laughs> it's
0: crazy in general like again with the microphone maybe you can pull it towards you i don't know uh but uh, it's crazy okay. that in uh, now just for people listening we are in greece we are in uh, nobody fucking knows this city but it's the second largest city in greece after athens first is athens then it's thessaloniki the city we're now and this is my hometown and jim's hometown as well uh and there's also the the founder of andro right uh, yeah, andro, yeah right right, right. Uh, d- uh, illustrations I think
1: she, she used to be based in the in thessaloniki. I think he's, he yeah, might be still here. It's
0: weird that we met through Twitter, but yeah. we
1: were living in the same city.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, for, for anyone listening, probably you know Jim already. If you know me, you probably know Jim as well because we're in the same little bubble, I would call it, on Twitter. You run multiple projects, but for me, what is the most interesting thing about you is that many people in the indie the hacking uh, independent entrepreneur scene uh, tend to hate on VC funded startups for many reasons. Yeah. But most of the time, we don't really have direct experience on it. Whereas you have actually done both. You many yeah. many people don't know this. I had no idea that. N- I don't really promote it. <laughs> yes, you you have. In uh, independent projects making money generating revenue and living through that but you're also a co-founder of a funded startup that exited recently
1: yeah right uh i actually started my uh i got into the industry of startup uh, and uh, the general space of building products through a vc funded uh, product it's called visualize and uh I uh, actually learned everything, including design, coding, marketing. Uh, I, I get to know the SaAS uh, ecosystem through this project. Uh, we started it as friends, three, four colleagues uh, from uh, the university, and then we raised funds, and uh, we worked on the product for around two years, full time. Uh, then uh, Covid hit we had to put it on autopilot because Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't we wasn't ready to raise more funds and at the the same time our money were running out because uh, we had built a team so we couldn't afford uh, uh, having them as employees anymore so we put it on autopilot Uh, at that point i started working on my own products and uh, learn what an indie hacker is and uh, fell in love with, a, uh, with our little space. Why? Uh, I think it's the freedom you have as a, as a solo maker, because, uh, you're responsible for everything, but at the same time you can, uh, handle how, how you spend your time, you, you don't have uh, a VC fund uh, on top of your head to tell you what to do or what milestone to hit. And uh, at the same time, you uh, you, you make money and these money are yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the contrary, when you are on a VC-funded startup, it's not too clear what your goal is. It, many times it's not even to make money, which is... Uh, uh, which is crazy if you think about it because (laughs) you are building a business and you don't care about money. And uh, when you are indie hacker, uh, you have all these uh, goals, but these goals are yours too. So you have uh, more intense feelings when you uh, achieve all these uh, milestones.
0: So for you, uh, your funded uh, startup, you raised, Around a million dollars, right? No, it was way less.
1: How it was around hundred? Uh, 300 k's, Half a million dollars, let's Yeah, see. because
0: yeah, yeah. then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so half a million uh, dollars. And uh, uh, what was your objective and your goal? So you raised this money. The, the, the company, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it was with AI to throw in a landing page or something like mm-hmm. that, some kind of uh, page. Let's uh, say a design graphic. Let's say, yes, like a landing page or something, yeah. and it it will estimate where the attention of the user will fall
1: onto exactly, on the page, yeah. right? We were basically like predicting uh, where a user will look at your website. Yes. So and if you uh, want to draw The precision were yes. very high. It was 98%, and uh, you uh, could yeah. validate it by... Uh, just taking a design and then, uh, comparing it with the, uh, AI heatmap, map. It was very similar. So, uh, yeah, the full story is that initially our company was, uh, uh, focusing on eye tracking, we were having participants look at the websites through a web camera yeah. and we were tracking where their gazes were looking at. So we had all the data. And uh, afterward, we decided to build an AI model based on this data to predict where a user will look at without having to rely on external and it participants.
0: Was extremely accurate.
1: Yeah, I think it was 97, 98. So you had a fantastic accurate. product. You had
0: funds. Yeah, we had the money. What, what went wrong? No, actually, you exited, but it, was that like a successful exit or was it like an exit like a uh okay exit.
1: Uh I would say it was a very successful exit if I if if it was only one founder, if it mm. was an Linux hacker, it would be a life-changing exit. Yes. But for a startup of four people uh who have already raised uh Cidron and uh didn't have the full ownership of the project it was a, a an average exit in terms of uh revenue but uh it it was a, a good exit for the mm-hmm. company.
0: And uh, so now you've exited that thing, now you're working on your own projects. I think you have like a, a couple that are making projects,
1: two, right? Uh, right brand. now I have two SaaS products that are making money. I have a few others that are just on the side, yeah. uh, sitting still. Yeah. So you have Brandbird, which is,
0: yeah. I'm a happy paying customer. I think more than a year now, which is like a simple way you can- You were
1: one of the first customers, actually. Yes
0: okay i'm uh, and i'm extremely happy still like even yesterday i was using it for something uh you basically throw in like an image and uh, you can prepare it for any social media platform Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, like it has all the presets exactly the aspect ratio for each platform the way it has to be uh and it's so damn pretty as well like with patterns it's so funny like Dude, be fucking honest with me now. Were you the first person that
1: did this or were there others before you as well? For my first project, Magic Pattern, Yes. I think, if not the first one, I was one of the first that got into this specific little niche yes. of patterns and uh, uh, basically pattern generation and uh, more specifically geometric pattern generation. About Brandbird, the... It was, uh, of course, uh, Canva already existed and many other similar products. Uh, To be honest, I built this product because I was focusing on my Twitter uh, uh, audience uh, growth and uh, I couldn't find a product that was uh, specifically for Twitter. And I, I mean specifically like add an image and have a... A uh, pretty decent post in uh, a few seconds, so uh, I started building the the product for myself only, and uh, realized that many other people were 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 needing it. So I decided to to build it. So in that, in one to uh, to answer your question, it was not the first one. But it was the first one in this little industry of Twitter graphics. It was the first one that was specific
0: for Twitter. Right, right. And LinkedIn or something like that.
1: Yeah, because now, I don't
0: know if you, actually we have talked about this, like uh, the two of us, that there's so many doing similar things now. Even like big companies are incorporating it inside, like Chart Mogul, for example, right? That's cool. I don't know. How do you look at that? Do you look at that as, damn, these motherfuckers, they're stealing.
1: Or or is it like, I don't know, like that's cool or something. It's that big dilemma when someone gets an idea uh, by your product Mm -hmm. and uh, either decides to add it as it is, like I used to say like a copycat, Mm -hmm. or takes this idea and... uh, enhance it even more, uh, uh, incorporates in their own products or use it as a feature, as an extra feature for their, uh, for their own product, uh, which is like flattery, but to be, to be honest, every time I see someone doing something that's uh, very, very close to my products, I feel annoyed at first. Yes. Yes, and I I don't I still don't feel flattered.
0: No, dude, I never understood that. When people say it's the biggest compliment, why is it a compliment?
1: Yeah, why is it? It's it's
0: it's just annoying. For me, it's nothing. Honestly, like it's not even annoying. But I don't understand the compliment. Like, why are you flattered? It's not to me. It's not flattering. It's just not uh, at this point now. I don't even care
1: about it, but. It's uh, for different reasons. Um, Yeah, many people uh, tend to think that copycats is a competition and that uh, Mm -hmm. when they copy you, uh, you really mean that I don't want any competitor. But there are two entire uh, different things because a competitor is pushing you to build a better product. A copycat just copies what you did even the copies i have some products that are uh, uh, literally stealing elements from my product yeah I know. And I know that because i designed them and i then <laughs> see them yeah. on my direct uh, competitor yeah or even uh, one of them copied my exact uh, uh typos yes uh, one uh, one is, copied yeah, my funny. my
0: <laughs> <laughs> testimonials I mean like you win (laughs) (laughs) I give up (laughs) you know it's but what would you prefer like copycats which are not scary at all honestly because all of them have have quit that copied me or every single one of them Uh, or would you prefer a strong competitor
1: I think I I would go with a second with a strong competitor you would love it Uh, yes because I actually had one two to three products that copied the uh, the value proposition of Brandbird, but transform it to another
0: platform. Yes. I love the one that people do that. Yeah. Like they do cyber leads for something different. Yeah. Dude, I, 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 I even want them to win, you know, like
1: do, yeah, do your thing. built the Chrome extension, for example, and... Uh, uh, he built a great product, so I couldn't, I couldn't be angry for them, yes. of course. Yes. And it actually pushed me to uh, make my product better. So, in in the end, it was beneficial for me as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It, it it is very interesting. How many products have you built in general since you started? And when did you start? When did you build like
1: your first product? I think it was uh, on twenty eighteen. it was just uh, uh, a simple tool for designers to create a color palette and Mm. it was uh, completely free of course and uh, my first actual product and uh, by actual product i mean that uh, i charge money for it was magic pattern at uh, the summer of 2019 i think
0: or was it was it 2019 or 2020 2020 yeah yes, because it's it was two years, years old yes right now you know uh, it's we were talking about this earlier like when we started like in 2018 more or less the same period like at that point the only thing you could find on indie hackers or twitter were like developer uh like the archetype of independent entrepreneur was a developer uh, who built a SaaS uh, and made passive income. uh, And we all followed it. Like uh, you started... Blindly. Yes, blindly. Blindly. But you you still run your SaaS products. If you were to start today, would you still
1: build a SaaS tool? Uh, I'm not sure, actually, because I love building SaaS products because it's a challenge for my def- developer self. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I love the process, but right now, I don't believe it's the most uh, efficient way to go from zero to, uh, ramen profitability or a life-changing amount of money per month. Yes. Uh, personally, I would prefer, uh, I-, I would start freelancing right now, if I, if, if I had to start from zero, I would just freelance uh, a couple of hours per, year, per per month. Per month? Per month. Yes. And I believe I, I would have the exact same outcome in terms of, of revenue, but w- with way less stress and uh, effort compared Absolutely. to building a SaaS, especially a B2C SaaS.
0: Yes. Like if, uh, my Two, three podcasts ago, I was talking to my friend that I met in Las Palmas, uh, Ercole. And, uh, dude, he doesn't have any successful project yet. Uh, he will soon, probably. Uh, but he he works as a freelancer for two hours per day. And uh, then he just closes his laptop and lives his life. Yeah. And he's making way more than what I made after three years of building SaaS products. Yeah. Uh, I think SaaS, we were talking about this like uh, literally like an hour ago. I think for SaaS, you need like a a 9 out of 10 uh, entrepreneur skill level to build like a successful SaaS right. or 9 out of 10 luck right, right. Yeah. as well, both. Uh, for an agency, maybe you need like an 8 or 7.5. And just to, to freelance, I think you need like a 6 out of 10 skill set. Like you just have to, like you said earlier, like just send a few DMs and learn how to,
1: learn like a skill that is valuable. Learn a skill and just, uh, you don't even have to be perfect. You just uh, have to be uh, eight out of 10 uh, in terms of a specific skill like uh, building landing pages. Yes. I build landing pages for startups and I can produce a pretty average result. But uh, if you are comfortable in uh, communication with your client and uh, you can deliver what you uh, told them that, you are going to uh do for them in the beginning and you do that in time you're most probably going to have a, a ton of money in, yes. in your life yes
0: and like what you said like you don't have to be the best i just realized because i made my i hired a va to to help me with some life stuff and also business stuff uh dude when i was interviewing vAs I didn't care if she was the best or he was the best VA in the world. Why would I care? The only thing I cared was, is he or she competent enough? And is he or she trustworthy? Mm -hmm. uh, Can I trust that? That's it. And I think it's the same with everything. Even Cyberlease. Do I have to be the best uh, at outbound? No. No, I I have to be good enough. And people trust me because of my personal brand. And uh, I, I... I cannot keep up with the requests I get. I
1: think it's the you, same. You always it. have to deliver the expected result. But uh, yes, many think that many people th- think that they have to be the best yes. in order to even start. Not mm-hmm. uh, go from average to uh, uh, top star. I'll say, uh, but you don't really need to be the perfect. No. You just need to do to have the job done and uh you're going to get better uh, day after day so eventually you're going to end up being the best yeah. on what you do yeah uh especially if you have a specific uh uh skill that you're working uh, mm. at
0: yeah because time goes by so quickly like 2018 mm-hmm. yeah. that was almost half a decade ago can you believe that yeah can you believe Let's Mickey wants something. Yeah.
1: Mickey, my dog wants something. <laughs> Let's have a one minute break.
0: Sorry. Hello.
1: Mickey.
0: No. Sorry to feel. Catholic. And we're back. Okay, we're back. By the way, it's not—it's not really strange talking in English for some reason. It's just yeah, no, you, I didn't expect that. Me neither. It's the first I time was
1: thinking that you would have to record two to three times, especially the beginning. But no, I
0: think it, yeah, it's a cool, it's okay.
1: But yeah, twenty eighteen
0: was like half a decade ago. Uh, where where are you? Like, I don't know if you want to, to disclose. Honestly, if you don't want to, don't. Like, where are you on your journey? what was your goal when you started in 2018 and where do you want to go in another four years, for example, from now?
1: Uh, I think from the first day I started uh, Indie Hacking and uh, I started to believe that uh, it's, it's going to be my uh, professional job for the f- professional. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the next couple of years, uh, my goal was to reach five, K uh, MRR from SaaS products.
0: How did you come up with that number?
1: Uh, I think I'm very close to hit that goal by the end of the year, uh, in combination of all my projects, and uh, in, in this goal I'm not uh, uh, including any freelance income because. Ah, okay. I w- I wanted to have th- the passive income uh, yeah. experience. Yeah. With. Uh, Essentially it's a lie, <laughs> but yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, r- right now I'm very close to into hitting that goal. And uh, because you, you asked about my next one mm-hmm. and uh, I don't really have a next uh, milestone in terms of revenue. Right now I'm very comfortable with uh, the amount of money my project make. Uh, basically on the side and uh, I, I, I live a, a great life so I don't want to sacrifice this freedom and uh, the peace of mind that I have in order to chase a, a mile to like one million ARR or something like that that is going to exhaust me Yeah, uh, I might hit it or not, I don't care but it's not going to Change my life drastically. It's uh, it's it's gonna be just uh, a Twitter post that uh, I hit one million ARR and uh, yeah, that's all. It's not gonna change my life to the best. So you are
0: spending as much as you would like to spend, like. Uh, do you know what i mean like how did you come up with 5k and with your lifestyle now
1: like if you made 10k what
0: would change
1: uh i I think it was pretty random yeah i live in greece uh uh, permanently so my monthly needs are very low uh i mean the base salary is uh, 700 uh, euros which is way less, uh, <laughs> and they, they increased that. It was lower. I think. They are going to increase that. Uh, to it's not yet 700. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I said that uh, if I, five uh, X this amount, I'm going to live comfortable. Yes. But in reality, after a specific point, you cannot change many things in your daily lifestyle. So, if I go from 5k to 10k, I don't think I'm going to change maybe even anything. Mm. I might uh, just go for a fancier dinner once per, per week or something like that. Which is which so, is not necessary, like, no. even necessary, no. yeah.
0: No. So w- what do you, what do you do? Like what is your lifestyle now and what is your ideal lifestyle? Or is it the same thing? Uh, what do you do in a typical day like okay, how long yeah, do you yeah. work on your project stuff like that right
1: now uh, and uh, i've changed that the last year because i used to work uh, especially during covid because we had the uh, quarantines and uh, stuff like that you used to work more than 10 hours per day i was literally all the day in front of my computer and working on my project which was good for the specific uh, Time period, but uh, at some point it uh exhausted me so last year, I decided to put my personal life uh on top of my products mm-hmm. so on a typical day, I wake up uh, uh in the morning, go with a walk uh, with my girlfriend and my dog, and then I hit the gym and uh, afterwards, I come home around. 10 a.m. and start working on my project. Uh, normally, until 6 o'clock, when I turn off uh, my laptop and uh, I'm, I'm gonna do something with my friends, my girlfriend, or uh, do a, a hobby of mine. So, you still work 8 hours per day?
0: 10 to 6. Okay, yeah, with breaks yeah, and yeah, food yeah. and all of that. Yeah, it's funny because.
1: I started working uh, a lot less, like four to three hours per day. And uh, I realized that I can do many things because uh, all my friends work, my girlfriend works. So essentially I have to wait till six o'clock in order to meet uh, somebody else. So I ended up uh, just uh, scrolling on my phone or doing uh, procrastination things so
0: it's interesting because even though i have also noticed that with me that even though you have absolute in quotes absolute freedom you still have to conform to social norms like an example is that during the weekend even though i could and if you think about it i should work because I work less during the week, and for me, it's not really a weekend, it's just another day. I end up not working because all my my customers are not working, so I don't receive any email, so I'm less stressed, so I end up conforming to that weekend thing. Or if I want to go on holidays, I went on holidays in August in Greece, why would I do that? I can go on holidays if I want in May. But yeah. you still do that because your friends are working in the, the in the corporate world. Uh, so it's interesting that even though we have freedom, we still conform to like eight hours. Yeah. And you a, still work in eight hours.
1: I have a break around uh, noon to cook a lunch or uh, just relax. So it's not really eight hours. Mm-hmm. I think it's four to five hours uh, maximum of deep work. So but uh, yeah in, in a sense uh, i'm i'm just following the norm yes because i i can't do an- anything Could, else yeah, yeah you you have to That's but okay. It, it's okay it's uh, positive if you have uh, something else to do like uh uh visit a store to buy something and you don't have to wait Till 6 o'clock to go there you yeah. can go yeah. uh, in the morning when nobody is there and you're gonna take advantage of your freedom
0: yeah or if you want to go on holidays uh, like uh, whenever your girlfriend has time off yeah, boom, yeah let's yeah. go you don't have to synchronize everything also yeah. that's
1: why I hit the gym in the morning because every other time during the day it's crowded and I cannot uh, work out and enjoy my workout yeah so I adapt my life, I, I adapt my working hours to my life needs. Yeah,
0: and uh, like we were talking about, if you let go, right, all your projects, you work literally one hour per day. What do you think happens? Because you you said something about passive income before, and I'm and I'm interested in, in what you mean. Like passive income is a myth, you
1: said. Passive income is a myth if you want to start a SaaS because you heard that uh, a SaaS makes money while you sleep, Mm. which is a lie, especially if you've just started uh, working on on the project. It's it's not a lie. It's just uh, not the reality because you have to work all the day without getting paid. And you're getting paid in the night when the customers use your product. And, uh, uh it's, I, I think is a myth because you put a lot of effort in the beginning of, uh, of a SaaS product when you start to automate and build the product and, uh, you essentially have to do everything. So after a few months you might, uh, have revenue on uh, autopilot, almost on autopilot, but you also worked all this time before. Yeah. And at the same time you have sacrificed other opportunities which uh, might be even more beneficial for Mm. you. So that's why I think it's uh, a bit uh, uh, confusing.
0: Yeah, because sometimes if you think about it, let's say, We've all seen like this stereotypical owner of a business that just walks in and he walks out, and everyone is like, This motherfucker isn't even working. He's not doing anything. We are doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you zoom out and you count up the hours he has worked, maybe it averages like he's still working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You totally. build up a, a, a company or cyberlies. I don't know how many 12 hour days I have spent building cyberlies. But let's say in year four, like in two years from now, I have made two, three hires, and it's basically running with me working a couple hours per day. Someone could see that and say, "Oh my god, that is passive income." But to get to that point, you have to pay. You make a lot of sacrifices. Yes,
1: and it's not on. It's mostly your time, and uh, when you sacrifice time, it's. Uh, You need to be, uh, uh, you don't have to spend your time. Uh, you need to spend your time wisely because you, you, you don't get back, uh, uh, time. So you need to work on the right thing at the right time. Yes. Otherwise you're just, uh, losing. Do you worry about that? Do you think about that? Like how old are you now? I'm 26. Okay. So maybe that's why I don't think a lot about it. No. But uh eventually I'll have to worry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like I was with a friend a few days ago and I saw on his head some white hairs.
1: And you and went crazy?
0: No, not crazy. I don't really think about it anymore now uh i used to think about it more when i was a bit young and a bit lost like what what am i gonna do and Mm -hmm. um you know we've all had friends that are i don't want to make it about the corporate world because sometimes you can have like a great work-life balance and a great life and you can travel and you can do whatever you want to do but usually there is a, a correlation between you know, like hours that you work and your work-life balance and your happiness levels and, of course, like the amount of money that you make because usually, like, even though we have invested all this time in the past and worked Mm -hmm. way more than our friends, now we're working less and making more than them.
1: Yeah, that's pretty... It's weird, right? It's sad at at the same time because... I. We work from uh, our home hmm. a couple of hours per day doing uh, something that's very easy at least for us because we've we been doing this yes. for so many years and at the same time there are other people working way harder than us and uh, making the bare minimum to survive. So yeah. it's a big uh, difference.
0: Yeah, there is. and You know, like we haven't found the perfect system this may be the best that we have like uh capitalism and free market but it's not fair like if you think about it like it's not possible for 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 me like i'm i'm in my 20s and i'm i'm in the one percent of the world like that is not that is weird and some people they say like it's fair because you you're providing a service to so many people but I I feel like I still like don't sad. feel that. No,
1: yeah. me neither, dude. I, I just cannot. feel that like I was lucky. Yes, exactly. Because I made some specific choices, like going into the tech world. I could have chosen any any other thing. Yes, actually, I, on my when I was uh, 18 years old, I was uh, I wanted to become a football player. I had an injury, so then I wanted to become a, to open uh, a gym and become a, a coach. And I would have a completely different lifestyle. And uh, uh, I'm sure I wouldn't be here with you today. I know. And I wanted to be an architect.
0: And I didn't. Like, I would be literally a different person. Uh, It it, it is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of luck. Yeah. And and that you like it, you know. Because other Mm -hmm. people, we studied with other people. There were more people at that startup incubator, but they... Didn't want it as much, so
1: it's both, of course. But yeah, it's a combination of yeah. following something that you like and uh, you're good at it, and at the same time, it's uh, a skill that the market uh, needs and wants. So uh, they they have the amount of money to pay you uh, uh, to pay to pay you f- to provide this uh, service or or skill. And I
0: don't know, like. For example, like if Gardener didn't end up on number three on Product Hunt on that day, which was my first like breakout moment of, oh my God, like I can do this. Or I didn't make my first dollar. Maybe I would have quit as well. So maybe there's even luck with that we call determination that you were lucky because you had like a feedback loop, like an early win. Yeah, and you yeah, got yeah. momentum, and you fell in love with it. Whereas if you didn't, you would give up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what maybe I mean. it's. I'm a bit a more, more
1: opt- optimistic that the more opportunities uh, you create, the more lucky you become. Yes, because yes. Uh, if I had built three products and then uh, uh, quit, I wouldn't be here today. But uh, essentially, I continued built Ten uh, or fifteen products, and uh, my f- my fifteenth, for example, was uh, the the lucky one. Oh, yeah. it was yep. number fifteen. The, uh, no, no, it's random oh, okay. numbers, okay. but uh, it's just an example that yes. you have to continue till you find the the lucky product, your lucky moment
0: yeah exactly exactly and like what is in the future for you now like what do you want to do is there anything you want to change in your lifestyle do you want to travel do you want to become a nomad like uh do you want to settle down and have kids like what do you want to
1: do now uh right now i think my first goal is to travel i want to travel as many countries as i can and uh, i've I've traveled a lot in europe Mm -hmm. But I want to visit uh, Asia and uh, North America, just like you. Uh, South America. South America, America, yes. Uh, So my goal for the next couple of years is to travel as much as I can. Why? Because I love meeting new places and people. And uh, it helps me to see how others are... Uh, it, it helps me to see other things and how they work, how how the people uh, speak and interact with you. Every specific country has their own way to treat you, so it's very helpful for me to meet uh, these new worlds and uh, they help me evolve into a better person. Any
0: places you have in mind, like in Latin America? I want
1: to visit Mexico,
0: Mexico, when, when, don't, yeah.
1: Do you know next I year know. maybe? Uh, I don't think so because I want to visit uh, Norway or Iceland first, and then I want to go somewhere in Asia. Hmm. And afterwards I want to go okay. to South America. Maybe
0: we meet in Asia because I will yeah. go to Asia next year as well. Hopefully dude, thank you so much for this it was a pleasure yes always uh, maybe we do it again because every yeah, few why months not? I'm here in Greece to visit my, my father so maybe we do it again yeah and I hope so
1: to see how we progress toward our goals yeah
0: why, it, but we don't, you don't have any goals though
1: yeah but uh, but yeah, you still right. want to progress yeah let's see let's I want see to see that at. I'm not the same person that I was six months ago
0: yeah yeah that is because always
1: your minds and stages
0: yeah if you don't cringe at your past self i think uh, imagine these podcasts man oh my god like yeah, if, yeah. I, if i see this podcast in two years i'll be oh my god I was so stupid but anyway <laughs> yeah, l- let's we won't <laughs> yeah, yeah let's do say that yeah oh hopefully
1: i do okay